Hi everyone, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my ninth novel, What Dwells Beneath the Waves, is now available for pre-order. Here is a short description. Deep below the water, something waits. Journalist Moira Bell is in the Florida Keys to cover climate change, but her investigation soon reveals a series of unreported disappearances on Blackwell Key. Disappearance is noteworthy only because of the missing people always come back. Come back as something else. Moira ties disappearances to Butch Blackwell, chief of police and the direct descendant of the original settler Blackwell Key. He's hiding something on his private island just offshore. With a massive hurricane approaching, Moira has little time. When Moira sneaks her way onto his island, she finds a dark obelisk, a bloody ritual, worship of something beyond our world, something long asleep. Moira must stop Butch before he awakens something that will undo the earth. What Dwells Beneath the Waves is available for pre-order now on Amazon in both print and Kindle. Links can be found in the description. Links can be found in the show notes at my website or by searching my name on Amazon itself. It's Carl Hyacin meets H.P. Lovecraft. I'd love for you to check it out. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I love taking old things, doing a little new spin on them to make them just so much worse and then passing it off as something new. It's one of my favorite ways to make money. Matt, I give you my books in advance on the idea that you won't criticize them in in public. Robbie, 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 don't you worry. This is nothing about your books. Your books are gold. Okay, just because you're stealing the story from uh, d- d- uh what's his name, uh, Stephen King, Dean I, Koontz. No, uh, <laughs> no, the the latest one with the old gods. What is his horrible name? H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. That's yeah, right. Lovecraft. I didn't steal too much from Love. Lovecraft. Did never had dialogue in his books. Um, so That's I'm already true. I'm already better than him. Um, everyone's better than. Lovecraft. I think you're being actually too generous about this episode, Matt. Honestly, that you're these are not stolen <laughs> ideas. These are bad ideas that they just went with anyway. Hi guys, That's we true. we are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash/TheSimpsonShow for only two dollars a month. You can gain access to a bunch of bonus podcasts. You can go listen to hundreds of hours of me and Matt prattling about all of the things you've ever listened or watched or seen ever. All of them. We have people to thank, Matt. Oh, fantastic. Uh, first, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And Aaron Friend. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for being our friend. Thank you for being a friend. I wonder how many times he's gotten that in his life. I'm sure a lot. Probably 10 million times. You're welcome for getting it forgiven. For let us give it to you one more time. This week's episode, Romeo Old and Julie Eh. Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect summary of how we feel about this episode. Uh... I don't think that sound captures my feelings, Matt. Well, that's true. You're more Julie. Ugh. I'm, it's complicated. I have complicated feelings about this episode. More, more complicated. <laughs> sure do, sure more complicated do. than I thought they would be. I'm going to say that right up front. Uh, episode J A B F O A originally aired March 11th, 2007. Written by Daniel Chun. 
Directed by Nancy Cruz, received a 5.1 rating with 8.8 million viewers. The couch gag and a parody of the Bonanza opening, a map of frontier era United States is burned out in the center, revealing Simpsons and horseback as they gallop toward the camera. Um, it's fine. It's based on an old TV show. Uh, oh, I can't remember which one. I just Probably said Bonanza. Bonanza. Like I literally just oh. said the words Bonanza, Matt. You just got to listen to what I say. It's not complicated. This episode guest stars Jane Kaczmarek as everyone's favorite recurring character, Judge Constance Harm. I Thankfully, <laughs> her part is short. She does have a very short part. It's I. Here's the thing, Matt. I. This might be another corollary of bad simpsons is which judge do you get that is a good point if you get old judge schneider who we, i feel like we haven't seen in forever but i could definitely be wrong we he he's uh, he's been in modern like this era of the simpsons from time to time but then sometimes they pop in judge constance harm and i feel like it is clearly that is a hallmark of bad simpsons is like oh uh, this judge that we didn't really need doesn't add anything Sometimes actively detracts. Nothing against Jane Kaczmarek. Love Jane Kaczmarek. Hate Judge Constance Harm. She has she has X Pac heat for me. Uh, she, luckily, like you said, keeps it to a minimum. I, I I will not. I here before we begin, I will say this, Matt. This episode is not as bad as I expected. That's fair because I think we'll go over this in you know more detail. Uh, but it feels like. It's not as bad as it, we think it could be because it actually progresses kind of logically, at least into the third act. Uh, but the concept of it is just weird. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing when, like I said it last week at the very end of our episode, when I looked at, when we looked ahead, I was like, oh no, it's that episode. It's the grandpa and Selma love episode. You're like, no. Like, at face value, that, no, don't do that. No, that's a joke. They did a gump roast. Like, why on, yeah. like, ah, why, ah. why, <laughs> why are you making an episode about it? And so immediately I'm like, I'm going to hate it. I'm expecting to hate it. And there's parts of this where I actively enjoyed it. And I was, I don't know, ready for utter frustration, I guess. Just just seething anger and, and the stupidity, etc. But I wasn't. I was pleasantly. I. I uh, okay. I'll. Su- I was surprised. <laughs> not pleasantly surprised. I was about to say. I was about to say pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Pleasantly I'm like surprised. not pleasantly I was surprised. surprised. In kind of a bad way. I was surprised in a more of a general way. I both good and bad. Okay. So and uh, and I will say this. There's a lot of there's certain premises where I think they can be done. And I don't think this premise, if they had never joked about it in Gumproast, I think it wouldn't be so, it wouldn't feel so untenable. But because they are just doing a plot they, they themselves joked about doing, it makes it feel worse. But I'm not going to say this this plot as a whole is out of reach to be done. But they seem to go out of their way to make sure they can't do it. I don't know what it is. Again, self-sabotage. Episode begins. Homer brings the family downstairs blindfolded, and they immediately fall down the stairs. Okay. Because, again, Homer, moron. I Yeah, there's just, and there's a, like, this is just always going to be present. And I, I feel like I have built up, like, a defense system around this of these just dumb gags that do nothing, don't add anything to the episode, just fill time, because that's what all this is. Like, this doesn't need to happen. 
this in there this whole inciting incident with the, the basement and going to court you don't need any of this you don't need any of this i you could get to it quite easily without it and it all does is waste time it's not funny um but he blindfolds the family throws them down the stairs basically and uh, they open their eyes to see that homer has remodeled the basement and turned it into a game room and they're all excited about that i guess um, a bunch of old arcade games, a bunch of old pinball machines, ping pong, etc. Which, hey Matt, I'm asking you a question. Uh huh. Does any of this ever come back ever in this episode? Uh, no, none of it. Like everything else in The Simpsons, none of this stuff ever seems to come back. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, they could have gotten this is all to get Grandpa to move in with The Simpsons. That's all this is for. This is all plot device inciting incident that it takes up more time than it needs. So Homer's made into a game room. It's nice. There's shag carpeting. I would love a game room if I had a basement. Game room would be great. Game rooms are awesome. Um, how did Homer afford it, you might ask? And I would answer by declaring bankruptcy. And we see Homer in court. I'd like to declare bankruptcy, please. Mr. Simpson, do you understand how bankruptcy works? Yes, I do. Under Chapter 13 of the Fiscal Code, an individual whose debts exceed his assets may file for bankruptcy, thus protecting said assets. That was the old bankruptcy law. Huh? Under the new law, you have to pay your creditors everything. What's a, but I thought bankruptcy was the cool law. When it's a do, don't worry about it. I got this. Mr. Simpson? I'm afraid this court must appoint a financial officer to supervise repayment of your debts. Hmm. Permission to moan? I'll allow it. Oh! That, that's, a, that's a good yell, at least. So, you might also ask, like, why do we need this courtroom scene? Why does it... No, we don't. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Um, and, that's, and it starts off this, in these notes where I'm just like, what's going on? I thought this was about Grandpa. What's happening? <laughs> uh, and we immediately cut to Homer and an auditor uh, and trying to sort out their debt and their bills, etc. Very exciting. Mr. Simpson, among the expenses the court deems frivolous, you throw over $1,000 a month into local wishing wells. Of course, you idiot, because I'm wishing for more money. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you're going to have to make some serious cutbacks to your expenses. Three subscriptions to Vanity Fair? I got three bathrooms, don't I? $500 a month to TotalPoker.com. Shut up! It's an instructional website! Shut up! Give it here. I'll find some fat we can trim. Ah, uh, here you go. A giant useless expense for something that no one is interested in. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave. You promised me I could die here. No, no. This place is too expensive. I saw you doing a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle in there. No. No. Oh. Come on, Dad. I'm cutting back everywhere. To save gas, I'm flintstoning the car. Hey, God. Yabba. Isn't it funny, Robbie? Because he's he's having trouble with the pushing the car by hand or by foot. Here, Matt, I'm gonna say something controversial. Maybe. Oh no, I don't mind the I don't mind this. I don't mind this bit. The the it's not the bit. worst. Here, the here's the which this is the problem that the later stuff really gets into. 
this doesn't have Homer turned into a cartoon character. He's just an idiot. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to push the car like he's... It's not breaking the the physics of the world. It doesn't take very long. It is a simple gag. It does it, and then it's over. It takes 10 seconds. Yabba dabba do, but he says it. It's it, it's not the best thing in the world, but I don't hate it. And it's like, okay, the the auditor and the, those, like, I, again, it doesn't really matter, but it's not the, it's like, it's not just yelling at me, you know? I can appreciate most of the gags of The Simpsons that aren't just like yelling at me and then yelling at me again about why I'm not laughing at their jokes. Because it feels like a lot of, and especially with Homer. This is actually, for Homer, in season 18, this is like the smartest of gags in the world, honestly. Uh, That's true. (laughs) Considering what the the bar is, what the standard has become. Uh, Grandpa lives in the basement now. Uh, and this is the end of the game room plot. Don't worry about that game room because Grandpa has now moved into the basement and lives on top of the ping pong table, sleeps on top of it. Um, this is also where we get the introduction to the B plot, which is the most which is really dumb. It's really it's I don't mind it. It doesn't. It's fine. I think that's it. We're like, I'm like, it's fine. It's 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 entertaining enough. Uh doesn't make any sense really but who cares i guess um and it's very odd and like it's just bart and lisa getting boxes like they have a a delivery driver comes by which is the uh charles bronson guy uh surly surly uh clerk charles bronson voice man um who has boxes he's delivering them to flanders it's not UPS, Matt. You say Matt has said UPS in our in our Sorry, sorry. They're wearing UPS uniforms. My bad. It's, it's ASS. It's ASS. Get it? Do you get it, Matt? I, I do get it. Yes. Yeah, thank you. But they even have a they even it says on the truck it's like not affiliated with the human ass. Do you uh, get it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it. Uh so that's Bart and Lisa are gonna acquire boxes. That's where we leave them. And you're like, okay, what is happening? Um Abe is terrible. Abe is terrible, Matt. Well, obviously. I We talked about this with Cletus last week. Cletus is a character that I will never care about. <laughs> well, yes, because it, you don't need to. No, he you don't need I care I care about grandpa though, Matt. I have cared about grandpa in the past. Multiple episodes, I go, "Oh, grandpa, I care." You know? Same with Selma. Both characters. They have been focal points of episodes that have delved into their characters and maybe empathize with them. True. I and okay, because this is where we start with this. And this is a hurdle that the Simpsons are imposing on themselves. So we have to address it, I guess. But is there any part of you here, Matt? I'm going to ask you this straight up. Is there any part of you that can accept the idea of Selma and Abe in a relationship. I'm going to go with no, because the age difference is so high. And they like the, the thing this episode tries to do is it tries to make it into the fact that they like a lot of the same things, mainly hard candies and annoying Homer. That's the base of their relationship. If they had changed this episode to say, oh, uh, they do like a lot of the same things. And we get more of that than hard candy. And and hating Homer, I, maybe like I, I feel like 
for the, 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 the music montage in the second act where we see them doing traditional date stuff. If instead we saw them doing things that, hey, it turns out they both like, it would have made more sense and I could have come around to the idea. But this, no. Have you ever seen Harold and Maude, Matt? Uh, Harold and No, I have not. It's a movie. Okay. Harold and Maude is, it's a movie from, I believe, the late 70s. I'm not positive about that. But Harold and Maude is a film about uh, a romance between a very young man and a, an elderly lady. Okay. Uh, and it, 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 with a drastic age difference. Um, they are, and it is, they are, the, the movie's great. It's a kind of a cult movie in a lot of circles. Uh, you, I definitely suggest pretty much everyone to watch it. Um, but it, when I watched this episode, I try and put out, I, tr- I tried my best to put out what I think about Abe and what I think about Selma and blah, blah, blah. And think about, I thought about Harold and Maude. I thought about how that movie did and Harold Maude, by the end of that movie, you are I'm you are fully committed that these people belong together and they they work together. This this man who this kid he's a kid. He's like 18, 19 years old, and this woman who's like in her sixties or seventies, uh elderly, and I fully buy that they love each other and they belong together, despite the fact that they have an a fifty plus year age difference between them. Which is not as that's way more drastic than this. Someone is what, early forties? That's what we I always would say. Uh, mid forties, mid forties. Yeah. yeah, Abe is God knows how old Abe is. <laughs> it keeps changing. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know how Abe is. Yeah, I mean, Abe's 70 ish to me. Seventy five to seven, seventy to seventy five at all times. Regardless of if in the year twenty twenty one, he is still somehow a veteran of World War Two, and he is seventy six years old. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to go with it. Um, I can see how they could like you said make them work so that i buy into the relationship and it seems like every time they take a step to like hey this is a real relationship and they really care about each other they just go backwards they take two steps back and make grandpa a crazy person make him make him wacky grandpa make him grandpa wacky instead of captain wacky he's grandpa wacky um (laughs) and it starts here and every time Grandpa starts, we start to get character moments. Selma's not so bad, honestly. Selma gets character development in this, honestly. Like, Selma is the thing that saves this episode. It, it is, because Selma gets to, you know, excel at her job. You, we see uh, Ling Ling. Uh, no, Ling Ling was the panda. What's her daughter's name? Oh, God. Uh, I can't. Was, was it just Ling? <laughs> what? I can't. Robbie, come on now. Selma's daughter, what's her name? It's just Ling. Cutter Ling Ling. Ling Bouvier, okay. It's not, it's not the panna Ling Ling. It's just Ling. My bad. Cutter Ling Ling. No, that's a panda. Um, yeah, Selma gets character development as Grandpa, though, it seems like they use him like they normally use Homer. Like they make him, yeah. they want him, they make him just Grandpa. Like, oh, no, we need some jokes in this serious story about these two lonely people finding each other. Let's have Grandpa be in a complete cartoon character. Um, and it starts before they even start together, because it all starts with Abe being in the house, being so annoying and frustrating that Marge and Homer need a night out. Marge in particular. Marge needs to get away from Grandpa has monopolized the kitchen with a bunch of medical samples in the in the, in the refrigerator. 
And there's here, I'm going to say this too. There are laughs in this episode. I laughed two to three, four times out loud. And there's a bunch more times where I go, oh, that's fun. Like there's a, there's a little bit here where we see Marge uh, deconstruct a, a salad she's made for so that she can make a new salad later. And that's that's a great. And she's labeled all the, the like lettuce, tomatoes, like she deconstructed a salad. That's like that's that's a Marge idea. I like that. That's a fun bit. That's a fun character bit. They did they put there. In the, they didn't need to do that for Marge, but they did. And I, I like it. Um, Abe has medical samples, though, in the kit in the refrigerator full. The refrigerator is full uh, of yeah. any 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 talk like, oh, urine and, and bile. Like, it's just gross. And then he sleeps across the bed like he's a dog. Like, there's no need for this. You can have Grandpa be an annoying house guest without making him a cartoon dog. <laughs> Effectively. Yeah. Why do you need to do that? Um, but Mar- Marge and Homer get out of the house. They leave uh, Selma there to watch Maggie, I guess. Uh, because they don't trust Grandpa to do it. Uh, I don't know where Bart and Lisa are. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, we find that they, we, and like you, we, we turn out that some of name have a lot in common, which is, you said they like, they like hard candies. <laughs> to, and they, we get a long scene of them just with mouth sounds. <laughs> yeah. A very, there's going to be at least a minute of just mouth sounds. It's like ASMR, uh, mouth noises for a while. And then, uh, grandpa compliments selma and they get drunk together i know what you're wondering how come a single woman with so much to offer is alone on a saturday night i assume you were resting up for bingo tomorrow like me (sighs) my numbers don't get called much these days you're kidding a sweet young thing like you wow that's the first time anyone's ever put an adjective before calling me a thing Voted best kisser in my POW camp. Hmm. Well, if he dies in my arms, I could meet a cute paramedic. All right, lips, man your kissing stations. This is not a drill. Well, here we are home early. Yeah, and the great prices at that new rib joint were the surprise of the evening. A bear is eating my father! I'm Selma. Ah, a talking bear is eating my father! Yay. <laughs> um, We got a commercial, Matt. Six minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, boy. And then we come back. Uh, Homer is upset with Abe. Uh, I guess because he's cavorting with Homer's mortal enemy. Uh, he, he yells at Abe for a little bit and tells him that their relationship just cannot happen. There's we not, then go back to... There, I, I... And that's like the other thing is like, why is Homer mad? Well, the only thing I can think of is Homer hates Selma and doesn't want his father to have anything to do with her. It's the best I got. That I like I it's not a the biggest deal, I guess, about like why Homer doesn't want their relationship to happen. But the problem is that we agree with Homer largely as an audience, as far as I know. Like it it feels right. like no one wants this to happen. The 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 goal of 
the writers should be like trying to convince us like, no, they do belong together. And it feels weird to be like siding with like Homer's inexplicably like, no, this is wrong. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I agree with Homer. I also inexplicably think that this is wrong. Um, and they could play this off as, oh, well, they're both really lonely. They were drunk. And so they kissed, but it didn't really mean anything. Right. And then uh, you, they could s- spend more time together, get closer and all that. But they don't really ever address it that way. They just, uh, they're just in a relationship now. It is. but And that's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like, oh, uh, we'll get to actually, you know, what, you know we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, first, we got to go uh, up, up to Bart and Lisa uh, getting a ton of boxes from the sarcastic guy. Uh, they have ordered the uh, boxes we knew they would when Flanders told them that it was free. Uh, I think it's it's not it's not old Jewish guy. It's just sarcastic it's guy. Charles Bronson. It's Charles Bronson voice. It's like the this the smarmy clerk. He has a different bunch of different sure. names, but you know he's like he sounds like Charles Bronson. He sounds like Charles Bronson. He shows up as the guy who works for ASS, the packaging company, and says, "Oh, you know what? Uh, what are you guys going to do with these? Like, oh, we're going to package things in them." Yeah, he asks what the name of their company is, and Bart says something stupid. Robbie probably remembers that I don't, because I immediately flushed it out of my memory. Did, Matt, I cannot believe that you have forgotten Dog mm-hmm. Incorporated. Dog Incorporated. How amazing. So, anyway, uh, that gets pushed out of the way, uh, and then we get to see uh, Abe and Selma go out, and we find out what their real reason for this is. I'm glad you called. This is really going to drive Homer crazy. Well, actually, the real reason I asked you out is because I'm I'm a little sweet on you. Oh, listen, Abe. The other night was fun, but... Ah, fooey on butts. At my age and with your drawbacks, we can't afford to miss an opportunity. Why don't we just spend some time together and see where that takes us? Yeah, what the hell? Want to split a basket of garlic bread? Slow down, you hussy! So, yes, we find out the real reason this is, is to annoy Homer, uh, which Selma obviously wants to do. And I guess Abe wants to do, too, because Homer yelled at him. So he wants to get back at him. So that's that's ostensibly our reason for this entire episode happening. I see. And they say this, man. They say, oh, yeah. And like uh, they have this scene where some someone's like, OK. And Abe's, but then Abe, if when the immediately when Abe says, I'm a little sweet on you. Wouldn't Selma just go, oh. Well, then bye. <laughs> I think your hatred of Homer is supposed to override that. Okay. But, you know. All right. But I, all right. Okay. If you say so. Oh, I am forced to, unfortunately. Okay. So uh, Homer, uh, when he hears about this, is, of course, incredibly upset because Homer is always incredibly upset about stupid things. Marge is actually happy for them. Uh, oh, sorry. I forgot. There's a montage of, uh, like I said, Abe and uh, someone doing coupley things together with lots of jokes about how old Abe is. Um, but again, this is just generic coupley stuff. It's not uh, specific things that they would both be interested in. It turns out we didn't know. Yeah, and I they need, and it's crazy to me. And like looking back, they write it. They write the ending like this exists, but they need one thing. That's it. They need a thing mm-hmm. they do together that no one else does. Like they do it at the end. Here, I will. I'll just say it now. Where they have like their goodbye scene together and they dance. Why isn't them dancing the focal point of this montage? 
Like it feels like they should they sh- there should be a scene where they go out and and Grandpa is like happily dancing with Selma, and Selma goes, "Oh, I men don't usually want to dance with me," and it's and it's a moment like you can settle in with like, "Oh, this is yeah, Selma is lonely and." You know, this is something that grandpa gives her that other people haven't. And they could, and grandpa suddenly, oh yeah, he turns back the the wheels of time when he's dancing. Suddenly when he's on the dance floor, he's not an old man anymore. He's his younger self and he's, you know, he's a good dancer and he involves Selma and they have fun together when they're dancing. And it feels like that is a, it's a very simple like kind of construction that can bring them together and show us why Selma would stay instead of, and make it something more lasting than, Oh, I'm angry. I don't like Homer. It's true. Uh, but again, we don't get that. We get generic loves, lovey uh, montage set to, uh, uh, what's the song? Why is he going out with her? I don't know the actual name of it. What What's the name of the song? Oh, uh, why is he, or why is <laughs> she going out with him? going out with her i don't remember it's, it's is music, she really so I, going I, out with him is the name of the song there I was, you go i was hoping that you'd give me a another... i was in the area okay? you were close i was hoping it would be funnier but you you got to you were you sorry, were sorry. you were you're 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 not recapturing your lingling debacle again <laughs> my bad anyway at the end of this montage homer is upset marge is happy for them which Marge should be. I mean, there's really no reason that she that either of them should be upset, except Homer is because the plot requires it. So Homer uh, goes to complain to Mo uh, about it uh, because uh, I guess he, he thinks they're ugly and therefore uh, love is for young, pretty, uh, you know, 20 somethings, not for old, ugly people like them, which, um, OK, that's a look. I uh, I, to- <laughs> I I am like, well- yeah, it's just the scene literally is Homer complaining and Mo goes, Homer, you're ugly. What are you complaining? And you're like, what? <laughs> is this? It, it, I don't. It, it's it's things like this, Matt, where it kind of I think I, is this just Homer is never is Homer an ugly man? I don't I don't. I don't like I don't I mean, know. he's a middle aged overweight fella. So I'm going to go with yes. I don't. But it's just it's just very strange that they single this out. Like, it's a very odd. Like, why does it Mo say, well, Homer, everyone deserves someone, you know, like everyone can find love somewhere somehow. Like, why is this so mean? <laughs> that's a darn good question. But uh, <sighs> that's what they went with. OK. So no answer. You so, don't have an answer for me, Matt. That's what you're. I oddly enough do not have an answer. Okay, well here, Matt. I'm gonna. I'm gonna well, let me re, let me let's try to protect. You're now Mr. Simpson's writer. I want you to inhabit Mr. Simpson's writer oh, momentarily. No. Uh, now, Mr. Simpson's writer, why is the scene in this episode? Because I honestly have no idea. I can't think of why this is necessary. <laughs> you could have just had Homer walking along and Patty shows up. Okay. You don't uh, need to have this scene. No. I, I can't think of a reason <laughs> why. Okay, good. I'm glad. I like that's the true test, Matt. That's the true test. If that we if 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 we inhabit Mr. Simpson's writer and we can't even then we can't think of a reason. It's just it just it literally is just a scene of Mo calling Homer ugly and Homer getting upset. It's so yeah, I. <laughs> okay, moving on. There's there's plot now, Matt. Uh, Isn't there the plot? There's plot now. Yes. Oh, okay. Now uh, we find out that Patty is upset by this because I guess she wants someone to herself, and Homer just hates this no matter. So that they hatch a plan to break up 
Abe and Selma. See here, this okay. is a reason at least like Homer has no reason. Patty, at least like maybe a bad reason might be petty, 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 but <laughs> I'm full of the giggles today. Uh, it might, it at least is something you could understand like, Oh yeah, it's her sister. And she thinks Abe's bad for, for Selma because Abe's so old, you know, she thinks the age difference is too much. That's something that that's something it's basic but it's something it's something yeah yeah so uh we have a quick i have a quick stop off at bart and lisa uh where they have built a giant fort out of the boxes they got and the ass guy is mad for some reason i guess uh because he shows up and he's like hey those are supposed to be for shipping things why do you care bro you're not a you're not an ass shareholder or executive why do you whatever matt you can't but he swears revenge. i mean it's uh, he's uh he's he, he maybe he does have shares in the company maybe he's gotten some from his 401k maybe but probably not enough that he should care anyway uh he swears revenge and he'll come back later he does swear revenge in it like a in a different accent altogether that's true well i mean when you're swearing revenge you got to get very historical about it okay so uh, we then go back to Patty and Homer. Uh, Patty's plan is to make it look like somebody's cheating on him by making out with Homer. Uh, they both have to come up with who they think they're kissing so they don't vomit on each other because they hate each other so much. Uh, Homer thinks of Barge and Patty thinks of Kerbopple, which, okay, I didn't know that Patty had a thing for Kerbopple, but I guess we all know that now and have to live with it. And... As you could probably uh, expect, this does not go over well. No, baby. <gasps> what, Selma? How could you? Sorry, Abe. We're through. I thought we really had something. What the hell is going on here? Dos Selmas? Yes. Uh, I did not uh, go into the fact that Homer dressed up as... Ah, Esteban de Sexface, uh, because it, they had to make it look like that Patty wasn't she with Homer because obviously she would never she with Homer, so it had to be somebody else. Uh, but they get caught. Um, Selma shows up, and obviously Grandpa realizes that he, it wasn't obvi- it wasn't her uh, cheating on him, and so that's where we go to a commercial. I don't know why it breaks there, but that's where it breaks. It's weird, but now Robbie has to tell you about it. What? We went to a commercial, Robbie, and now it's your turn. You have to explain this idiotic plan and where it goes from here. Okay, if I have to. Uh, we come back to commercial at 12 minutes and 14 seconds. They quickly realize that this is a ruse because someone is right there. Um, and they quickly spin this into overdrive, I guess, this, this, this story. Because, and I don't know... It, Abe asks Selma to marry him. Um, and is this is are we supposed to assume that he does this because he's so angry at Homer that this is just more I'm continuing this relationship because it upsets my son who's so against it? I guess that's the best I can come up with. Like I don't see that's the thing. Like they may, they mentioned a little bit at the start, at least for like Abe, and also the fact that Abe is sweet on Selma. He says it himself, and Selma was upset. But Selma here has no reticence at all. Abe asks her to marry him, and she just goes, okay, yeah, let's get married. And there's no thought process, like, there's no hesitation. She's just like, yeah, let's do it. And you're like, 
why are we, uh, it, it's just happening so fast this third act uh, it's not so bad here it's really the latter half of third act third act is nearly 10 minutes long uh so there's a lot that happens it goes off the rails real quick yeah yeah basically in the the the, the latter half of the of the third act it is just utterly i uh, stupid terrible uh frustrating um they get married that we just jumped to their marriage <laughs> <laughs> there's just a, um, they just they immediately cut to well the they have wedding. to show they have to show them breaking up robbie so we can't show too much time of them getting together i oh okay maybe they don't need to get married to do this like why are they getting like they could be in a relationship that's meaningful without marriage no <laughs> no robbie because okay. that's a shorthand because they only have so much time uh, okay fine uh they get married there's some gags here about how many times selma has been married you know, there's there's a sign gag here. There's different other. Yeah, other... we've had the same joke before. Yeah, there's this is a similar joke. Um, uh, then we cut to them after the wedding uh, on their quote unquote honeymoon. Now to do something I've been looking forward to my whole wedding day. Oh, I'm glad I waited. Now that we're married, I want to tell you I have one strict policy. No wife of mine ever has to work. Are you sure, Abe? They offered me a promotion at the DMV. It's longer hours, but we can afford a place of our own. Nonsense. When I left Pan Am, they said they'd always have a job waiting for me. Abe, there's no more Pan Am. Oh, I'm an old fool. I don't even have two kidneys to rub together. Oh, don't worry, Abe. I can provide for both of us. Now. We are on our honeymoon. I thought we were at the circus, Lisa. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's what we're saying. Yeah, right that's here. this is that is the moment where I go, oh boy. Uh right along with Selma. Um and we get uh a little eight thirty second scene where we see that oh, grandpa has stayed and watched Ling while Selma is gone off to work with her new job, I guess, a promotion at the DMV where she is a manager now. Um, and Grandpa has a really odd, like, there's a, the scene, Grandpa describes memories of World War II, but in, like, baby storybook language. Right. I, it's very... I, it's I don't know I don't mind it necessarily, but it is very odd. The grandpa is like a thousand different characters in this episode. And that's my main problem. It's just like who is he? Who's grandpa? What is this? Is he a war? He's a World War II veteran with like PTSD, or he's also like this a dog that has to sleep. He's afraid and he sleeps across the bed like he's a dog with Homer and Marge. He has samples of bile in the refrigerator. Like it's a mess. Ugh. I mean, yes, I would agree with the. Ugh. Um. Then we cut to the B plot, Matt. Where <laughs> what, Robbie? I don't. I like it. I like this scene. I'm gonna say that first. I like it. Really? Okay. It's so random and out of nowhere. Uh, here, Matt. I don't like. It's it's entertaining. I'll like. I am at the point. Where I will take it. It doesn't make any sense, but at least it's fun. Like I just want fun. Give me some fun. Okay, fair. Um, but 
doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean it's even good. But it does. I I will say I liked it because Bart and Lisa have this big cardboard fortress, and the the uh, the 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 ass drivers, the ass army, comes to get them. Uh, and there's a, a bunch of trucks line up, delivery trucks, and they all pile out the back and they line up like a big army. And this is referencing Lord of the Rings, um, except for the dragon. Which that's not a dragon. Dragon, that, Matt. They're not a dragon. Okay. What is it then? Are there dragon? They're in the in the Lord of the Rings. There are no dragons. The Correct. Hobbit has the Hobbit has the dragon. Lord of the Rings has fell beasts, which are the what the ring race. Oh, that's ride. what the Dark Riders ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. they're not dragons, technically. All right, and I'm gonna pull out my um, actually glasses. Uh, not a dragon. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They do look more like that. I was just like, what in the world are these sorts of things? But they never really, I, I guess they took place in the final battle uh, outside of, was it Minas Tirith? Uh, yes. But I'm just like, I'm I'm looking at this at Helm's Deep, and I'm like, there were no dragons or anything like that at Helm's Deep, but you're right. They do show up eventually. Yeah. And um, we see basically effectively like a Lord of the Rings style battle siege battle here with Bart and Lisa defending the cardboard fortress with also the help of Nelson, which I really like. I like the Nelson cameo here in his cardboard armor. That's fun. Uh, and they are, they, they fight the, and I like, I think there's parts of it. This is very creative. It's very fun. Like, cause they shoot like kid implements at the, the people they, they throw cardboard tubes at the, at the drivers. they, they shoot like a beehive at them. Like it's like things you could find in a neighborhood. I'm a sucker for things like that. Uh, when kids use like their own tools to fight in any kind of in movies and TV and video games. I always love it. Um, it's just there is no setup for this. They build this cardboard fortress and then suddenly it's Lord of the Rings. I was expecting like. I was thinking about this in my head to make this make more sense is earlier in the episode, instead of having random nonsense about bankruptcy and, and game rooms and all that, you have the kids watching a Lord of the Rings esque movie and they yeah, see something similar to this. And then when it's happening, you can cut back and forth with what there's with what even Bart is seeing in his head. You know, Bart is envisioning the movie he just watched and the punchline to me is like, oh yeah, you see, he sees these drivers as the orcs. He sees something, he, you know, he sees them transformed into what they were in the movie, and you suddenly see like this, this, uh, the the flying the beast, the fell beast flying through the air, and you're like, well, what is that in real life? And then it cuts to real life, and it's actually a fell beast. It doesn't, there is, and it's because that is doesn't make sense is because the, what's the punchline is um they do it in a kind of different way in this because it's it's just dead in their backyard at the very end but this is like a minute long minute or two long minute a couple minute long sequence of just like them fighting on in cardboard um it's not bad i like it but again it there's no setup for it and it's just kind of inexplicable but at this point i my bar is like does it entertain me that's fair. And does it give me more than what the rest of this episode does? Somewhat. This episode has... I, I, I laugh a few times as well with this episode, Matt. I, I haven't brought up every single time I've laughed, but I had, I think, multiple mo multiple laugh lines in this. There's gags in here that I thought were good. Um, 
Also, the Selma stuff, I think, is strong. Uh, speaking of, as we go to the A-plot, we see Selma. Selma is now a boss babe, effectively. Uh, and we see her at the DMDV handling her business. Selma! Walk with me. The new traffic cones are held up in Harrisburg. Go to the costume store. Get a hundred wizard hats and a bucket of orange paint. I love that. We've lost the answer key for written test number seven. A-C-D-A-A-C-B-B-C-A. You are what I want to be. Selma, the divider broke, and the driver's test line is mixing with the license renewal line. Hey, renewbies, stay on your side. You and what line divider is going to make me? No, I shaved my legs to the knees for this. Not an image I needed to hear or picture, but sure. Eh, don't give me that. All right, I don't want to hear on the what, whatever. I don't. Women don't got to shave the legs anyway. Um, That's true. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a ten year old boy. Leg hairs on women does not doesn't bother me anymore. Um, this is good. Selma character development. Crazy idea. I wish there was way more of this in this episode. Treating these people like people, because this is what this and that's the strangest thing. Because Selma is treated seriously, uh, which I guess if I had to choose, if one of them is going to be treated seriously. I would pick Selma every time, so I guess that's good. But I wish they would treat them both seriously. Treat Abe. Like, that is an interesting conceit. If you want to take this relationship at face value as a real thing, and having Selma be the, the breadwinner, uh, and bring home money, and leaving Abe at home, and having to watch the baby, that's interesting. That's something Abe's never had to do before, ever, in his whole life. And, and even when he was, like, a single father with Homer, he was terrible at it. So him having to take care of a baby and try and raise her and like trying to learn lessons that could be really interesting and give him a chance to if it had been the whole episode. Yeah, if they had given it. Well, yeah, obviously you needed way more time, but it's not like did we need two minutes of a cardboard assault? It's not bad, but you could use that for anything. <laughs> it doesn't need to be in here because there's no there's nothing earlier that alludes to it. It's just it's just there to fill time. Um, but that could be really interesting. Instead, Grandpa is just a cartoon character. Uh, Selma's a real person with real life problems. Grandpa is Grandpa Wacky. Um, and here it is, Matt. This is this episode. I said this last week. This episode is not perfect up until this point. In fact, it has a lot of problems, but it is watchable. It is there. I can get through it. I can go, oh, they're getting to somewhere with this. Maybe there will be something here. And then this minute, there is a minute of this, Matt. Uh, a minute. Uh-huh. 20-minute program, a, a fifth of it, a fifth of it, a 20th of it, 5% of it. Uh, 5% has given it to a scene where Abe is the dumbest man alive. Yep. The dumbest man alive. Where instead of, th- they, like I said, Matt, you said, you're like, oh, that would take time for them to show him trying to bond with Ling and maybe try and like have questions about how to raise a child. That's a minute. They could, there, here's a minute. Here's one minute. They could have spent on that in any way, shape or form. I'm not going to write the scene for you. It can happen. You can spend this minute. Instead, there is a minute of Abe looking at an array of kitchen appliances. Uh, there's a blender here, some microwave um, food processor. Pretty sure something, you know, things like that. On the on the counter, 
Abe wants to make tea. So he pulls off the blender uh, canister, starts making tea uh-huh. in that, puts it on the burner, wants to watch a videotape, puts it into the microwave, wants to make flapjacks. I don't even know what that is. Is that like a, what is, what does he put the the pancake batter in? Oh, it's a five disc CD changer. Why is there a CD changer in the, I was, I thought that's what it was, but I'm like, why is that in the kitchen on the counter? No idea. Okay. But he puts pancake batter in a CD player, and obviously it starts fires and destroys everything. Matt, mm-hmm. I need you to I need you to get in touch with Mister Simpson's writer again. Oh boy, okay. I need to talk to him. All right, what you need? What is this? This is to show that Grandpa cannot handle the domestic life, uh, and therefore, because of that, uh, he and Selma cannot be together because it's just not going to work out now let's ignore the whole thing of what did selma do with ling uh, before why does grandpa have to be the one to watch her they're making more money now why can't the person who watched ling beforehand uh watch her now let's not think about that let's think about grandpa can't be trusted alone grandpa needs to be in the home or at least under somebody's supervision at all times uh i i can i i don't hey, mr simpson i mr simpson's right in my hands up i'm i'm right over here question again follow-up question yes yes questioner um then why are we is abe like a see like a dudley do right like is this like Hanna barbera kind of like you mentioned they referenced the flintstones earlier um why there's like there are i can envision many ways to show that abe is not uh, cut out for the domestic life as a house husband uh, no, you can because because as writers we could not <laughs> what robbie i oh you know my name cool thanks i guess you guys listen to the podcast I'm, i really i'm we sorry do, we do we laugh about our incompetence oh good i'm sorry for insulting you over and over and over again but i really can't help it because these episodes are so bad um this is a this scene under this scene submarines the entire episode. Any mm-hmm. there there are parts of me, Matt, at this point, like I soldier through. And maybe you can't anymore. I still can. I felt hope. Oh, Robbie, that's 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 where you screwed up. I right know, there. I know. Hope it's the it the Shawshank Redemption. It's the worst of things. We're the best of things, depending on who you ask. Uh it's dangerous, can kill a man. Um I felt hope because I was like Maybe there's a way through on this. I put aside all my doubts about Selma and Abe having a relationship in an episode, how much of a joke that is. I put it aside. I put aside the inciting incident. It doesn't matter. I put aside the B plot that is disconnected and is just there to fill time. Put it all aside. And I went, this Selma stuff's good. This is interesting. I mm-hmm. like this. I like the idea of Selma being a, a, a working a working woman, leaving the house and making Abe a house husband and their odd couple relationship and trying to make this relationship work. Put aside the fact that they didn't need to get married to make this story work. Put aside, like, all of this. Put it all aside. Maybe at the end of this, we'll work through to something that makes sense. This scene set all that hope on fire. There is, much like Abe did to the kitchen appliances, there is... Indeed. This is just so stupid. And it's just, it's so empty and I, I honestly think they put this in there because they thought it was funny. Like, they thought the idea of, oh, Abe, isn't it funny that Abe calls the CD player a flapjack flipper? Isn't it funny that he puts a VHS tape in a microwave for two hours? I'm like, I 
Am I supposed to engage with Abe as a human? Because I will say it for the millionth time, The Simpsons works at its best. It works because I connect with these characters and I care about them. They have to represent humanity. I don't, it's not complicated. It doesn't matter whether you're in a comedy, a drama, a romance, a horror movie, science fiction, whatever genre you're working in, you have to connect with the characters. You have to recognize a base humanity in them and empathize. That makes you connect to a story that makes you care about what happens. And it will make you laugh. You're more, you're more likely to laugh at jokes when it involves characters you like. That's the whole, that's the whole, Matt, do I have to explain it? What sitcoms are to, to the writers of the Simpsons? Apparently. Cause that's what, like, that's the base level of what, how sitcoms work. Like, you know why people like kind of basic sitcoms like King of Queens and, uh, and home improvement back in the day. And like, I don't know, name a sitcom, any of them people like and laugh at them because they empathize with those characters. At base levels, they recognize themselves in them. If you want to tell me a story about Abe and Selma falling in love, I need to recognize some sort of humanity in Abe, but instead he is dumber than a box of rocks and he puts a VHS tape in a microwave. Um, and it, other, it's the worst thing, Matt, is that this is not even like you could have jokes about like this is just senile, dumb, old person joke. That's what this is. Uh-huh. It's the low. It's the low again. Lowest hanging of fruits. It there's, there's just nothing. This is like the 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 basest, like lowest common denominator, dumbest jokes. Oh, and it makes me so. It's at this point where I'm just like, oh, I don't get angry. I just get oh, and it's, I'm like oh, okay. <laughs> uh huh. That's what this is. Got it. Uh, I'm 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 actually more angry at myself for like having hope. I go oh, why is you, Robbie? What is What's wrong with you? Um, we cut back to Selma. Selma has a presentation. At this point, I don't know what Selma's job is anyway, by the way. Like, what does she do here? What is it? DMV doesn't need someone, like, doesn't... Does she work, like, for the city? Like, as their, like, transportation something or other? Like, she's talking about, like, traffic routes in her presentation. That's not what the person at a DMV does, right? Basically, yes. Uh, I, I would assume... Oh, I mean, she is talking about uh, the driver's test. So that is something where they're going to do it. And that's why he asked, oh, why? where's the three-point turn missing? Okay, but that's what she would take. Like, why is she talking to, like, a room full of people? Who are they? <laughs> Other people who work for the DMV. Bureaucrats. That's a lot. Okay. I'm not going to say it's too many people because I fully believe that you know, we, the U.S., even local government would hire, you know, 10 people to committee through a driving test for no real reason. Um, but she fails her driver's test, the driver's test. Well, I mean, her presentation on driver's test, I guess. Her presentation, because she leaves out the three-point turn. Which, okay, because she's under a lot of stress, but we don't really see that. We never see Abe stressing her out. No, we just have to accept it. We see a scene where, concurrently, at the same time, Abe is messing stuff up in the kitchen, and then Selma's struggling with her presentation. We, but they never give any time to, to why those things make sense together. Um, Abe intrudes on the on them carrying Ling and covered in pancake batter, I guess. Uh, upset, oh uh, fla- uh, flabbergasted, uh, flustered, and she gets fired. 
or demoted or something. Yeah, who knows? Doesn't matter. Uh, we now they we cut back to them at their house. Did they buy a house? Uh, they moved somewhere else because they got their own place, as they say. Okay. I, I have so many questions. I'm not, I'm not going to ask them. Okay. You're welcome. No, because they're pointless. You'll, you'll never get an answer, and all we'll do is make you mad. Sometimes I like to get mad, Matt. <sighs> I hate it, so let's let's avoid it as much as possible. I mean, you don't have to get mad. You just have to listen. I know, which I also don't like. <laughs> we cut back to their house, whatever it is, uh, and we see the end of the episode, thankfully. Why is this so hard? I just wanted to marry my best gal. I guess the Beatles were wrong. Love isn't all you need. Abe, I hate to admit it, but maybe this marriage isn't going to work. I guess you're right. Also, I didn't realize you liked the Beatles. That would have caused some problems down the line. <sighs> I guess I'm going to be alone forever. Now, don't be an idiot. A sweet young tomato like you will definitely find someone. Some young bruiser who can eat corn on the cob and not think twice about it. You really think so? Absolutely. Now, how about giving an old man one last dance? I didn't include this, them dancing. You're welcome. It's just music. Thank you. Thank it's just music. Um, I labeled that clip, they break up, but I don't care anymore. Um, Because that's where I'm at. This should be a meaningful moment that goes, oh, these two lonely people found each other briefly, uh, but they couldn't make it work because their differences are too big. Uh, and but they shared something, and this is the thing where like they have one last dance, like they never danced before this moment. Why is this a thing? Why is this a a motif? Why why is this a a, a symbol that they like? Oh, one last dance. I'm like they've never danced before. Did they dance and I missed it, Matt? Like I've like I don't. They never danced. Not that I remember. No, their montage. They don't dance. They don't dance. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, they have one last dance fine i don't care uh then we cut the final scene actually in this episode is a clip i did not capture as well and you're also welcome matt um because it is a a weird like role-playing in the bedroom between homer and yeah, marge. with homer and marge and esteban they say it's it's just so dumb and homer treats him in a costume as another person that he's jealous of and wants to hurt no thanks <laughs> nope don't um, care don't want it no thanks um <sighs> it's okay Abby. it's okay but we're, we're done now we're done now let's let's ask is this episode broken and then we can go into why yes it's so obviously broken. <laughs> okay you're really saying that i need to go find the thing here it is no you were right the first time with that quick fix idea let's see quick fix quick fix uh-huh. yeah yes if anything it was here. I would say this in my mind. I think there is a moment. Some sometimes episodes, I I know right away they're broken. Some episodes don't tell me until the very end. Um, this episode was teetering until that scene where Abe uh puts pancake batter in a CD player, uh, and puts a VHS tape in a microwave. And then I was like, oh yeah, we're we're done here. <laughs> we're done. We're done. Goodbye. Yep. Uh, any last Anything any else? chance that this is not broken is absolutely not true. It is absolutely broken. That scene clinched it. Um, how can we fix it, Matt? I here's the thing. A part of me goes, "This is a joke, a joke plot that they used in the Gumpros six seasons ago, and it they should never have written an episode about it." 
Mm-hmm. You're correct. Here, okay, this is my first question, Matt. I don't. We haven't answered that. I haven't asked you this yet. Do you think they wrote this? No, realizing that they had made a joke in the Gump Roast episode. Oh, that is a great question. I feel like they had to. I, I feel like they, they took that as a challenge and said, oh, we, we talked about this in the Gump Roast episode. So let's let's do the best we can to actually make those happen. I'm pretty sure that every single joke idea that they put in the Gump Roast episode has come true in a Simpsons episode at this point. Yeah, I almost at, feel like they as of 2021, all, consciously. all of them have happened. I, I'm just saying, is this the start of that? Is this is this an accident? And they just went, oh, they had a plot where the Selma and Abe dated. And then, you know, maybe they didn't realize they had joked about it in the Gump Roast episode. Or is it they, they is a challenge? They went, oh, well, we joked about it. Let's make it an episode. I mean, I feel like they took it as a challenge, honestly. OK, I mean, that's that's assuming that the writers at the time had written had watched all the Simpsons. Which they might not have. There's a lot of episodes of The Simpsons. Maybe they didn't watch it all. Maybe they didn't want to. They were Maybe. like, no. No, we're, not, we're just going to watch it. Well, I'll just write episode. It doesn't matter. Um, it, I, there, but there's a part of me that goes, rejects it out of hand. Like, don't, you know, no, you wouldn't want to fix this. They're in the dumpster. Um, but no, I say you can, like I said, Harold and Maude, great movie. And I, again, you can make this work. And you do what I said. At first, they kiss because they're both lonely and they're drunk. And then they go out on a date to as to make Homer mad, and then they I my my idea still stands. They dance. It's such a simple thing. They dance. Uh, Selma goes. Well, I like to dance, but usually no one wants to dance with me. And Grandma's like, I'll dance with you. And they dance. And Grandpa's great. And he doesn't seem like an old man anymore. You know, when he's on the dance floor, he's a different person altogether. He's loose and free. Yeah. We just we just need a reason for them to be together. And then we can make this happen. And obviously this needs to happen earlier in the episode because yes. it takes way too long to get to that point. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you don't need bankruptcy. You don't need, like grandpa can move in because they're fumigating the home. Like you don't. There's a million ways to get grandpa to move in with a family or to run into Selma. Like or Marge accidentally hires both of them to watch Maggie. Yeah. And they don't want to make them feel bad or something. Yes. And so they both get hired and they're both there and then they connect like there's a million ways to do it very quickly and give yourself more time. Um, But they dance. And that's the reason what was just a joke to get home to make Homer angry turns into a real relationship. I don't. I don't know if you need to get that. You don't. They don't need to get married, but you can still chase that. Selma is getting a better like you have a progression of time, make it more serious. And you show grandpa having struggling trying to raise a, a child for the first time and maybe fixing his mistakes he made when he was. Well, that would be amazing. Probably. Well, we can't ask for that character growth when he becomes a better man of the, like, oh, ne- yeah, I realized at the time that I was not a great father to Homer. I can change that now. I can be a, a caretaker for for Ling and and you know, instill the right things in her and be nice to her and be kind and spend time with her. And Homer can become jealous. And there's so many things you can follow through with this. And Homer's anger and like Homer's anger at the relationship can transform into a jealousy of the fact that and then you can turn that into Homer getting closer to, to you know, and like appreciating the fact that grandpa's becoming a better man. Like at the same time, he could struggle with his preconceptions of what 
a husband does and having to being used to being a caretaker. And I, I'm the one who's makes the money in the family, not you blah, and those inherent tensions end up breaking them up. It's not complicated. Nope. You don't. I would not, you don't have time for a cardboard fortress though. Unfortunately not. Not going to do a good job at this. No, but I would also say that I'm not, I, again, I don't mind the B plot. B plot is perfectly fine. It can go anywhere. You could put that B plot. In any episode. Any episode that is short on time, you put that in there. It is not connected to anything. I would at least depend, Bart and Lisa watching Lord of the Rings beforehand. And that is why they build a cardboard fortress. Give them a reason. There should be a reason people do things. Characters should have motivations, have real reasons. But again, like, I, hey, this idea is dumb, but you can still make it work. Nothing wrong with it. I do suggest everyone to go watch Harold and Maude. It's a great movie. Uh, it's very sweet. Uh, sweet and sweet and sad at the same time. Melancholy, but really good. Um, you ready to move on, Matt? I am ready. Um, we can move on. Ooh, our next segment is time for comments from News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, Comments News Group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Uh, supporters at any level can leave their reviews for this episode. I'll read it on air. Uh, from First from Lauren, when I think of Selma wanting love, the episode that comes to mind is when she marries Troy McClure. This episode shows how far The Simpsons have fallen, and to me, it's sad. The Golden Year episodes are comforting, fantastic, and quotable because they are heartwarming and funny. These episodes are just weird, boring, and tiring because The Simpsons have completely lost their identity. Someone Abe is gross. Sorry, but it is. She's in her 40s and is in his 70s, 80s. Well, no, well, Grandpa's a lich. He's immortal. He'll never die. Yeah. Uh, also, I know Abe is old, but it's an intel- insult to say that he's, he's that stupid. I know they made the appliance confusion joke before, but this is just annoying. I was released in Bart's plot until the battle of the freaking dragon happened. Sigh, what? it's not a dragon. Hey, Lauren, not, I hear. I'm gonna. I'll put my glasses. My I'm actually glasses. <sighs> it's not. It. I mean, Matt made the same mistake, so. It's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, so we aren't centered in our reality then. Same issues, different week. My shock value would be a five this week since it's not the worst. It's just a stupid plot, tiring and idiotic. Five. That's pretty bold. I don't know if I would go five. I'd probably go four, but that's just me. Uh, from Tim. This episode runs counter to most I've seen from the last few seasons. Usually I complain that there's a kernel of hope in the premise that is undone by sloppy execution. With this, the opposite occurs really can't buy into the idea that there'd be anything between Abe and Selva. Oddly enough, the story actually unfolds in a halfway decent matter. Uh, yes. Note that I wrote halfway. For the most part, Romeo okay. and Juliet is consistent with the title and that is adequately bland. The B-plot featuring the battle between Bart and Lisa and the UPS drivers worked well enough. It's always good to see those te- two team up, even if this could have dropped anywhere without anyone anybody noticing. Not unlike a comfort in. Projected ranking, 282. Uh, from... Oldie, old peeny can Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo Shrub. Look, I'm a firm believer that how you tell a story is more important than concept behind it. There's plenty of great movies and TV shows where, whose premises sound insane if you try to describe them to someone not in the know. The glory is in the execution. Maybe in the right hands, there's some pathos and sweetness to be wrung from two poor unloved souls like Selma and Grandpa learning to love one another. But these, sadly, are not those hands. Where is the humanity here? Where is the humor? Where is the kind of story that doesn't simply crumple and fall apart in a wash of dumb sitcom bits, tepid West Wing homages, and idiotic household catastrophes like so many boxes under the spurt of a garden hose? The Simpsons would just take this atypical romance even halfway seriously. She might be able to salvage something from the half-faked idea to turn Gump Roast's gag song into an actual episode. 
Instead, they gave us this loony drivel and maybe wince in anticipation for when they finally break down and give us Bart owning a bear. Tie this one to Luke Perry and fired out of the cannon. P.S. The Lord of the Rings tribute was hollow but fun, and parking was ample. You got me. You popped me with a parking example. I I, I thought that was good. Uh, from JJ, this episode may be bad, but at least it's interesting bad. It's supposed to bland bad, like most of season 18. I don't want to give the episode too hard a time for its premise because they made Bart owning an elephant work in the golden years. It's just that besides the unavoidable ick factor of the self my grandpa story, the episode gets progressively more depressing as it goes on. I'm on some level impressed that the writers actually committed to showing the grim reality of what would happen if a single mother married an eight-year-old man with senility. The problem is that scenario isn't exactly brimming with the comedic potential, and The Simpsons is a lighthearted comedy for the most part. Plot is too heavy for them to handle properly, and it shows B-plot was cute, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain about the dragon, but I already have the Loch Ness Monster and Grumples. So don't forget about Grumples, Matt. I think the Fell Beast is way better than Grumples. I mean, it's true. Grumples are just creepy. The Grumples are the worst. I hate the Grumples. I hate them. Uh, from Derek. Kind of pathetic, really. You know what? A premise like Grandpa and Selma getting married is at least so ridiculous that it piques your interest. They choose, however, to play it straight, resulting in a very tepid, staid, and ultimately boring outing. If they had to make this episode, why not make it a meta narrative poking fun at inc- increasingly outlandish sitcom plots? So the original damn joke was in Gump Roast. God, it's so sad that I'm pointing out how far the show has fallen since episodes from a time when the show was already falling apart. There is no subversion here. They run through basic sitcom cliches without a hint of irony, and when you're describing The Simpsons of all shows as cliche-ridden, then hasn't the essence of the show been completely hollowed out at this point? Also, there's an entirely superfluous sub- super- superfluous subplot that manages to go completely off the rails while still whilst being very, very dull. You ain't Scully Simpsons, Al Jean years. You really can't do the OTT. Uh, God, imagine pining for the Scully years, but I really do think those seasons were so much more entertaining than the sheer monotony. I really wonder what would happen if we watched the Scully years again, Matt. How would we feel about them? Uh, we'd probably still hate them, but we'd be more resigned to the fact that they're just dumb. Like, like I've said this before, but Fury is a D. It's a character, at least, you know, in the yeah. Elf in the in the Elf episode. Uh, from Hoffa, what a ridiculous premise. But once I got over it, I actually laughed a bit. Glad they steered clear of the bankruptcy crap. I liked the I liked the box fort war, especially the dead dragon. It's not a dragon, guys. Doesn't breathe fire. Robbie, that is a freaking dragon, okay? <laughs> it has all the hallmarks of a Western okay. dragon, all right? Okay, well, do I have to get out my, my diagram of all the different winged fell beasts and all the... No, no. You can call it a fell beast if you want, but it has wings, it looks leathery, and it's got somebody riding it into okay, battle. Okay, man, I have a That's question. That's basically a dragon. It can be a specific type of dragon. I have a question for you. Is a cockatrice a, gra- a dragon? Technically, no. Okay, is it is a hydra a dragon? It depends on your which hydra you're talking about <laughs> hydra is not a dragon a cockatrice is not a dragon this is not a dragon so it says wings and it looks like a dragon doesn't make it a dragon yeah well no one cares as much as you do that's the story of my life man <laughs> that is true uh finally our final review matt is from mr simpson's writer we were dared by matt graining to write a plot based on one of the joke plot lines from gump roast he said we couldn't do it nailed it <gasps> not wrong <laughs> That one, that one made me. That one also popped me. I, I laughed at that. Uh, you guys, and thank you for your reviews. Thank you guys for spending the time and watch this terrible episode and write a review of it. Um, always uh, trenchant insight as usual. You out there listening can also leave a review by joining our Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. You can leave reviews any level. Uh, a backer can leave a review if you want to, <laughs> to join this 
Parade of Pain, as I've said many times. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite medical thriller? I am Matt here. Before we before I hand it over to you, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I, I'm taking the L this week. This question, no one answered it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, very medical very, thriller. Like, no one, no, not no one's a fan of the the that was like a full on genre in the nineties. I guess I'm the only person that watched all those. I guess I I couldn't think of anything. I'm hoping to get uh, some kind of response uh, or some idea of what's <laughs> from our, our listeners. So we'll, we'll start Matt, with Lauren. Matt, take it away. Yeah, we'll start with Lauren. I don't know if it counts, but I'm going with the, going to go with the Korean show Sweet Home. It's a psychological thriller about people who turn into monsters. I'm not sure if it counts as medical, but it's a good show that keeps you on edge. Uh, from Tim, research indicates I've only seen two medical thrillers, so chalk that up to not enough diversity in my movie viewing history. One of these was the TV movie version of The Stand, leaving us with Girl Interrupted as anything with Winona Ryder can't be that bad. Uh, from Charles, Super Dr. K is a manga about Dr. Kazuya, a mysterious surgeon who comes from a lineage of physicians and wanders the world helping anyone who needs his skills. Basically a picture of Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star if he was a doctor. Uh, that sounds like Quantum Leap or uh, Kung Fu the Legend Continues, but in doctor form. Uh, from I mean, Papa, Shutter I, Island. Here, here, wait, that I will interrupt and say that is a – it is a, an entire genre, especially in manga. So, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. That's how you get a lot of episodes slash issues out of something. They just wander around doing good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, from Hoffa, uh, Shutter Island, or as I call it, Concentration Island, because if you don't pay super close attention, it's impossible to follow. Come to think of it, I actually hate this movie. Sorry for your time. <laughs> Thank you, Hoffa. I understand. I, I it, it, You really have to pay attention. Otherwise, the movie makes zero sense. All right. Uh, from at Short Dude 47, Michael Crichton's novel, A Case of Need. I don't think I've read that one. It's, I really need to. It's, it's an early one of his. Uh, it's not, It's very... It's much more um, realistic. It's not as nearly science fiction. It's, oh, it's, interesting. Yeah. Continue, Matt. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, from Matt L. Columbia 88. It took me a while to think of it, but the novels, the Ring movies are based on are my favorite. Technically a medical thriller because the curse is a virus or smallpox that kills you instead of a videotape. Well, I did not know that. Robbie, what is what is your response? Uh, I mean, I am I the only person that read Robin Cook books? Robin Cook was like exclusively wrote. Never heard that name before. Okay, I mean that's my fault. Uh, I Robin Cook basically invented the genre of medical thriller. Um, but outbreak. What, what would you define outbreak. as a medical thriller? Outbreak is oh. a medical thriller. That is a medical thriller. It is when you are dealing with House MD is a show that is a medical thriller. Every single week, huh. that is you are they are trying to solve a medical mystery, but it is fast paced and there is you know. Like you can spin it in different ways. Like in Shutter Island, case of Shutter Island is much more psychological, but there in there, but there are some where it's more science based. Like in the case of Need, like a Michael Crichton novel, but that's that's what I think of as a medical thriller. Um, they're very there's a lot of them in the '90s in particular, but the Outbreak is my choice, Matt. I I like Outbreak. It's a very it's a pop. They're not. It's not real science. I don't. I want to make that very clear. Medical thrillers like House like House MD not real science it's just you know fun pop science that is uh thrilling hey that's fair that's andromeda fair. Ad- the andromeda strain another michael Crichton novel that is about trying to stop a terrible virus 
No, I, I have read that. That was going to be my choice, Andrew Robertson, because I'm pretty sure it's the only medical thriller that I have read, and it's it, it's a pretty good novel. Did they ever make a movie that they did? Uh, like in the 70s. Oh wow! Uh, it's. Uh, I'm assuming it was bad. It's fine. It can't. It's. It can't help the fact that it was made in the 70s and they didn't have a like very high budget. That was before. After Jurassic Park, they went like, "Oh, Michael Crichton has written all these crazy books that we can adapt and make a gajillion dollars from." So here they get budgets now. But before then, not really. Fair enough. But that's my choice. Okay, that's. Solid choice. That's fine. I, I, this week's question. You're supposed to call me out, Matt. When you think my questions are bad, you can say I don't. That's not a good question. I assumed Robbie. more people would know about this, and I was the only one who did not. I yelled into the void, and no one answered. So I assume it's just a bad question. It's fine. We'll move on. We've done four, nearly four hundred episodes. Some of these questions aren't going to be great. It's okay. Next week's question. I assume people have answers to this. What's your favorite Shakespeare play? Ooh, that's going to be a tough. That's one. a hard question. I don't know that off the top of my head. I have to think about that. I have to debate because I have a mixed feelings about which one I have to pick. Um, but I, I mean, I think that our audience is fairly well educated and would have a favorite Shakespeare play. I'm sure all of them have one. I, I find it hard to pick between them, to be honest. Yes, that's my problem is I don't know which one I would pick. I think I know an answer, but I'm not sure. I might have to ponder. But I'll post this question on all the social media, Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And uh, you can email us. No, I just said that. Didn't I just say that? Oh, yes, I did. You can go to a Patreon. I post on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. I've already said that three times on this episode, but again, you can uh, find the question there. I post that publicly. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. No Google Trivia Challenge. For Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and we try and stump the other. Uh, Matt has like a four million point lead on me or something like that. Ten billion point it's lead. It's not that bad. It's nine points. Um, unless I start making sizable jumps on him, I am done for. I hate the title of this episode. Romy old inch. <laughs> I have to type this, and it's impossible, and it's so annoying. All right, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. Okay, your easy question. Selma marries who in a fish called Selma? That I believe that is uh, Troy McClure. That is correct. All right. Your questions, uh, I went with Abe, you went with Selma, it works out, are from uh, Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in Curse of the Flying Hellfish. In that episode, who are the two remaining members of the Flying Hellfish? The Grandpa and Monty Burns. You are correct, sir. All right, Matt. Your immediate question. Troy McClure introduces himself to Wiggum after he gets pulled over as a star of what two films? I have no idea in this one. For some reason, it's just not coming to me at all. I swear you'd have something, Mr. Sergeant Fatsu yeah. Judson in From Here to Eternity. Uh, I know. I he know. Is, McClure was, there's, there's too many of them. They, the, they blend together. That's true. He does, he does this literal bit a second time in the episode, which is why it makes it a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, star of You Might Know Me From, The Greatest Story Ever Hooled, and they came to burgle Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It was that one. All right. Uh, that's not what I would have gone with, so I would have, you know, screwed okay. up anyway. All right. Your medium question. What is the name of the person who rightfully owns the paintings that uh, they uh, were hiding the taunting? Taunting. Oh, God. He's... A, he's... German Euro trash, as they call him, I believe. 
um, uh-huh. playing club music out of his car. Does he have a full name or is it just a single name? He does. He does have a full name. That's not good because uh-huh. that makes it even harder. Um, I will say his name is Hans Sprunger. <laughs> Hans Sprungfield. What you're going with, huh? <laughs> I don't All know. Right. I don't uh, like... No, it is Baron von Wurzenberger. Baron von? He's a baron? <laughs> Uh, well, no, that his his name is Baron. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, I mean, it's possible. It's it's I, okay. It could be either, honestly. Uh, but Vaughn uh, denotes nobility in German, so he's he's definitely descended from a noble. I mean, that makes sense if they stole them from castles. True. Okay, your hard question, Matt. What page of the Springfield Shopper is page ten located on? Uh, page ten is located on page thirteen. Page sixteen, Matt. 16. Dang. All right. Your final question. Where did Asa Phelps work before he died? Oh, oh. they say it at the funeral. They do. Reverend Lovejoy. And he worked there until he died. Um, the pencil factory? I'm sorry. It is United Strut and Bracing Works. <laughs> See, that's what, like, just that one question, Matt. That mm-hmm. one answer has so mm-hmm. much character in it to or it, it is background information on someone we've never met. Uh-huh. And we see only briefly in some flashback scenes. And yet that is more character growth in that one line said by Revelyn of Joy than we get in the entirety of almost well, not everything in Romeo Old and Julia, but most of it. But pretty close, yeah. Pretty close. And it's just a it's a throwaway line at a funeral for a character we haven't yet at that point never met. And you're like and you like, oh well what's different between why new why is season eighteen Simpsons generally bad and golden years are so good? That layer of depth of writing, like someone took the time to give that flavor. Does it matter where he worked? No, not really. But because that's there, you feel like he, it's real. And you buy into that story of Grandpa and his commando unit, whatever, doing whatever they're doing, and Burns and everything. <sighs> Unfortunately, Matt, I didn't get the answer right. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And I, hmm, I, the pro- I need to make up points on you, Matt. It might be time mm-hmm. to call in a call in some support. Oh no. You call on somebody with extra questions. I might right. need. I might need. I'll, I need extra opportunity. Is what actually is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Unfortunately, what it usually ends up with is you just getting as many points as I do. Um, but we'll see as we go. I'm in reticent because uh, scheduling people is hard to do. Scheduling is hard to do. Is that a song? Did you just invent that? Uh, it's it's from a stupid. Uh... <laughs> tv show at some point a stupid tv show you don't even know the name nope no idea okay fair enough um next segment matt it's time for not even our next segment. it's time for our final segment the segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever best episode ever best episode ever is the part show man i rank the episodes categorically watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are <sighs> let's see let's drop down down here what do we do with this man well okay so it's not (laughs) offensively bad no it's not there's here i'm also gonna say this i'm gonna mayor i'm thinking this merits mentioning at this point 
how this is where we where we are. There is no racism in this episode that I noticed, at least nothing jumped out at me. True. And no scenes of animal cruelty, except for maybe they shoot. They do shoot a cat at one of the UPS drivers. That's true. But the cat doesn't seem to be hurt. No, the cat, the uh, the cat is the the one doing the cat. I mean, it is probably psychologically damaging to get have a cat be shot, you know, to get shot out of basically a cannon at someone's face. But there's no one like they're not hanging a raccoon. They're not drowning a dog. Like, there's no animal cruelty, there's no racism, there's no transphobia or homophobia. <laughs> it's fairly progressive, considering the fact that the Selma is the one working, you know? Like, hey, that's something. Yeah. Uh, this episode's still kind of, it's still bad. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not, a, like you said, Matt, it's not, I, it's not as good as last week's episode. I think Yoko Chords is better. Wow, Yokel Chords is better than this, huh? The, okay. the Bart stuff is better. That's true. The Bart stuff in that episode really elevates where it's at. Yeah, that's the reason Yokel Chords is as high it is. There's nothing, it's all to do with Bart. Um, woof. Um, I'm looking at other episodes. Um, let's see. Uh, the Way We Weren't. That one's easily rememberable. Uh, I remember The Way We Weren't very well. Is this better th- or worse than the way we weren't, Matt? Uh, I'm going to say... Ugh. <laughs> All right. I find it hard to compare it to the way we weren't. I'm going to compare it to Midnight Rx, which is too above the way we weren't. Okay. I think this episode, at the very least, is better than that. Because this episode has some character development for Selma. The plot, for the most part, 60 to 70% proceeds logically. Um, it's just dumb. Midnight Rx... Also, tries. It seems like it's going to tackle a uh, important subject, but then it completely fails to do so, and is like super racist around Apu. So I'm going to say this is better than Midnight RX. I agree with you. This is. I mean, this is just to give us a range because um, Yoko okay, okay. is 283, about, Midnight RX is 294, yeah. so it's somewhere in there. Yeah. All right. How about Bart has two mommies, where Bart is adopted by a chimp. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say, maybe this is better than that. There's there's more than this. That episode is more than just Bart's adopted by a chip. What else that, is in that episode, Robbie? Remind me. The The reason that episode is that high is because of the Marge and the Rod and Todd and Ned stuff. There are, there are moments just like all of these episodes all are bad. Like these are not good episodes. None of them. But they have moments where you go, oh, that's something. That's interesting. This episode is mostly the Selma stuff. And the Bart and Lisa stuff is harmless, you know? It's just kind of just harmless fun. But in that episode, Bart's Two Mommies, the bad stuff is the chimp stuff. It's all terrible. But Marge and Rod and Todd and Ned, that stuff is interesting. And then it goes off the rails. Just like this episode is interesting and then goes off the rails. Weird how that works. Yeah. Okay, so right above that, or right below that, a couple is the old man and the key with the, the grandpa driving episode. And I think they're very comparable. Very comparable. They're very comparable. I honestly think that this is slightly better than the old man and the key. Uh, because you have grandpa, except for the scene in the kitchen, <laughs> almost acting like a normal person. He's a little impulsive, but yeah. That's that's where we're at. Seven beer snitch. Which one is seven beer snitch? Isn't that the where Mo and Marge uh, uh, have an emotional affair? 
No. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, no, that's the one where Homer uh, goes into jail as a snitch and the Frank Gehry designed uh, whatever house. <laughs> Ooh, or uh, the prison. Music hall. Yeah, the, the prison. The, yeah. The, the becomes a prison. Um, I think it's. I think you're right. I think this is better than Old Man in the Key. I think this is better than the Seven Beer Snitch. Um, girls just want to have sums. Or at least it pretends to be a boy so she can learn math. I think this is better than... Mm. <laughs> I think this is... Be- I laughed at this. I'm going to say that, too. I laughed at this episode multiple times. There's multiple gags on this that I they got a chuckle out of me. Um, I'm, I, Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. I think it's. I think this is better than girls just want to have sums. Is it better than Mr. Spritz goes to Washington? As weird as it is, I think Mr. Spritz goes to Washington is more enjoyable. I would rewatch that before I would rewatch this. I think you're right. Man, I think that is more of a also that has that's crusty. It's it's a little bit more lighthearted, and like uh, was pointed out in our in our in our comments on news groups that this episode is very dreary and kind of sad, despite the fact that they want to make jokes about Grandpa losing his mind, um, literally like putting VHS tapes in a microwave. Like what? what is, like what is that yeah. supposed to make me feel? So I think that's a good spot for it. Uh, that's. Right below Mr. Spritz goes to Washington, right, to, right above girls just want to have sums. Again, this is a roomy, old, and Julie. Eh. Did I say it right, Matt? Eh. Eh. That's what you gotta yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, please. That's too much. I can't, <laughs> I can't take that. Okay, okay. You're gonna kill me. Uh, that's a new number 289 on our list. Right below. I already, I already said that bit. Um, 289 on our list. Number, number, number 98 in the post-Golden Years ranking. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last place is still Codependence Day. Holding strong there in last place, even though Little Big Girl did challenge it not too long ago. It was a close call. Our next episode, Matt, is Homerazzi. I wonder what this episode's about. Is, is this the one where Homer becomes a paparazzi and like yep. uh, swings through a waterfall into Rainier Wolf Castle's wedding or something like that? I uh, yes, I think okay. John Lovitz is guest stars. J.K. Simmons guest stars. Betty White guest stars. Like all those people. That sounds about right. Maybe this one's okay. No, no, Robbie. No, abandon all hope. Ye who watched the Simpsons. <laughs> Robert Canning praised this episode, calling it clever and genius, and one of the most memorable of the season. He scored a nine Where is point. He now I I don't know. Uh huh. He wrote for IGN. I don't know what he's doing now. No, no. In 2007, he wrote, he said this was a, that's what he said when they wrote, when they reviewed it. The episode scored a 9.0 at TV.com. T- you know TV.com. Everyone's heard of, everyone's favorite website. Everyone's heard of TV.com. I love favorite. I love TV.com. I go there every day. It's my, one of my daily visits. I, put, I read it at the TV.com. I roll them together. Uh, <laughs> that's next week. You can find this list on our website. Uh, it's Simpsons Show, thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to all our stuff. To our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and link to our Patreon. Uh, we love you to help out the show. Help support us. We really appreciate it. Um, I didn't forget, Matt. I almost forgot, but I did not forget. Because there is one more thing we have to do. There is one more question we have to answer mm-hmm. before we leave. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Uh... Is there any reason to keep it? Is you think okay? Is the Selma character stuff enough to keep it? 
I'm going to say no because we never see it again. It doesn't have any material change on her character. That doesn't. I, I don't. Just because it's not in continuity does not mean you need to throw it out. Matt. I don't. That doesn't. It's nothing stays in Simpsons continuity. You can't. That uh, you can't. That you can't use that as a reason to. If you told me it's not enough and it's overwhelmed by all the other terrible crap in this episode, all right. But there's a lot of Selma stuff that never gets mentioned again. That has been we've seen once or twice. True. That's true of every character. Like, you can't throw out a Homer episode because, oh, we never saw that and didn't make any appreciable change to his character. Well, nothing makes appreciable change to his character. I, I'm i going to say, one, yes, because of the Selma stuff. I think it's valuable. And two, also, they should point. we should point at laugh at the Simpsons for making a terrible making an episode about that terrible idea from Gumprost, and it should never be forgotten. I want to make an example out of this. That's my defense. Okay. That's my de- those are my defenses. But some of the stuff's good. I like Selma being like God almighty. Just give us some some of the female characters like being people once in a while. That's all I ask. That aren't Lisa. Hell Marge even. No. So no, we don't shoot the episode out of the cannon. Might be controversial decision to some. Yeah. But I wanna I we get so little Selma Patty stuff that is good anymore. Like, God almighty, the like I, Ling, at least in this episode, Matt, like it's just a baby, and there's not all that. God, remember stupid Goo Goo Guy Pan? Oh my God, it's so bad. And this episode is yeah. just like, oh, it's just hey, she has a baby and she cares about it. That's all that matters. We don't have to dig into all this nonsense. That's enough for me. Uh-huh. What is about uh huh? What are you saying? What is uh huh? Nothing. Okay, good. Speaking of, move up to the top of the list, working our way down, answering the same question: Should we shoot these episodes out of the cannon? And we're at seventy four, which is. Homer and Apu. I mean, obviously that's canon. It's it's one of the best Apu episodes that exists. Yes, obviously. And you and and despite all the controversy about Apu nowadays, episode treats him like a character. He has a he's a, uh, a real does. real person. Even you know, I mean, I I don't again don't know why you can't just bring in an Indian voice actor to bring him back and have him yeah, be a real character. I, still. I, I like he can still be he can still work at a convenience store and just be a real person no married to manjula have a bunch of kids nothing okay mm-hmm. cool uh it's more important that the creators of the simpsons sulk about someone calling them out on their problematic behavior even this despite the fact i don't that's the thing like a poo's like sure yeah we changed the poo's voice actor but no one talks about like all the how many how many terrible offensive jokes have we covered in the last two years of two last seasons hundreds it feels like a, it feels like hundreds. Feels like I'm overwhelmed by them. No one talks about any of that. It does, especially with the Scully years. No one cares about any of that. We just let it go. Okay. No one calls them out on that. They're just like, oh no, but okay. I'm still I'm still salty. I'm still salty about it, Matt. Okay. Um, okay. That's it for the show. That's it for that. Uh, we're no, we're not firing the cannon today. I don't know. That's all right. I, I don't mind that. I'm not angry. The cannon gets enough. Yeah, it needs. We we might need to send it in for like a tuning, get it oiled up, whatever. <laughs> um, that'll do it for us. Before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman dot com because it's my name, uh, and uh, it has all of the stuff I do online on there, including all my horror novels, which I'd love for you to check out. You heard a long, you heard a spiel. Back there, the, the beginning of the episode about my next upcoming novel. It's available for pre-order. It's What Dwells Beneath the Waves. As Matt mentioned, it is an H.P. Lovecraft uh, slash Florida Man novel. 
Yes, yes, it is. It is. It's about it's stopping. Also very good. You should definitely read it. It's about uh, stopping a, a, a Florida man, Eldritch cultist in the Florida Keys. That's your, what you do. What you do is you buy the book. You wait for a rainy afternoon slash evening, and you settle in and you just wait and wait, wait for the dread to happen. I mean, if you can do it during a hurricane, it's even better. Hurricanes don't really hit Florida anymore because they hit everyone else apparently now. But just <laughs> a Matt, rainy afternoon Matt, is good. Matt. I'm gonna knock. My my folks still live. In, I still everyone I know lives in Florida. Knock on wood. Don't say things like that. You're gonna get a freaking direct hit. At least people in Florida, Florida has building codes for hurricanes, so we're ready for it. No one else is. New York City gets destroyed every year because of a hurricane. That doesn't happen in Florida. Everyone in Florida is just like, eh, it's another hurricane. Whatever. I'm not gonna argue about storm infrastructure with you, Matt. Uh, I don't want anyone to get hit by hurricane. Hurricanes should all just wander out in the sea and not hurt anybody. That'd be the best. Um, what do, I, what do I say? Oh, buy my book. <laughs> buy my book. <laughs> um, it, uh, there's a link in the show notes. Links on my website. You can go, you can go check it out. Appreciate you if you do. Matt does not but Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Oh, that is true. I just spend all my time prepping and getting kittens ready for their social media uh, experiences. Uh, kitten fluencers, uh, I like to call them. Uh, but you can check them out uh, at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. You can see six of the most adorable kittens you've ever seen in your life, all of whom have already been adopted. I'm sorry, but soon there will be new ones to adopt, uh, and they will be just as cute. I'm almost positive. Someone took Gravedigger? I'm afraid someone adopted Gravedigger. His new name is Cheez-It. I mean, that's also a really good name. Cheese is it's a, a really... great name for a ginger cat. Let's be real. Here. Cheese it's really good. Uh, no complaints. Um, kitten turns. You guys should go follow them. That's a really good account. It has cute kids on it. Uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you watch this episode. Shh.